what's up y'all it's your girl jay rose welcome to the jay rose experience we have a super dope episode for you today i sat down with poet and lyricist z who shared how she uses her artistic voice to honor and uplift black women i also kicked it with poet jamie dawson who talked about her journey and how she turned poetry into a hustle we also sat down and shared our stories on how trauma has affected our artistry and then, of course, we added some new tracks to the mixtape during the Off The Top segment. So make sure you stick around for some real black girl magic. Keep growing. meeting with amazing poets, amazing creatives, and today we have two really dope guests. My first guest is a poet, a lyricist, a true grinder, is working on publishing her second book and releasing her seventh musical project. Yes, the grind is real out here in Tampa, okay? By way of Mississippi, yes. please welcome my guest, Z. <laughs> What's up, sis? Listen, I've been following Z for a minute, right? And I actually first when I first found your page on IG, you already know this is how we connect these days. Um, I knew you as a lyricist, so I didn't know you was a poet. And when I found out you was a poet too, I was like, oh, I need to talk to this person oh, right really? here. Um, I know you've been writing since you were ten. Yes. So. What made you, because a lot of times as children we get interested in something and then we lose interest in it, right, mm -hmm. as we get older. So how were you able to maintain that interest in writing from 10 years old into your adult life? Um, fun fact, I actually started when I was seven. Ooh. And it happened, um, my grandmother, I was raised in the church. My grandfather okay. was a pastor, my other grandpa was a deacon. We were at church one night and my grandmother fell out. And they put a white sheet on her. And me being the seven-year-old that watched Law and Order, I was like, oh, my God. My grandma <laughs> is Order. dead. Is dead. And so I wrote about it. And, like, I didn't think to, like, get up with you. I just wrote about it. And then it just carried on um, till when I was 10. I was going through stuff. Like, trauma. Trauma was really what carried the poetry. And then I was able to turn my poetry into more than just trauma porn. And yeah. just write about everything right right and so when i wrote about everything i was like okay i can do this this is this is a gift because people were like oh my god see you're dope yeah so, you are oh now how god. did you make that transition from poetry to music uh that happened in 2018 i had just graduated from uh college from alcorn state shout out hbcu all right your kids at HBCU. let's go graduate that's right so um i graduated and I went to this local show, and some of my former students were in this band. And I was like, oh, look at my babies. They, they performing, they yeah. singing and stuff. And I ran into one of my friends, and he was, like, working with them, too. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a poetry out. Oh, wow. And so I was, I'm a huge fan of Big Crit. He's originally from my mom's hometown in Meridian, Mississippi. So I was like, let's just remake this song. I want to remake the light. I got my own verse to it, whatever, and uh, go from there. 
And then it turned into a whole project, which was my first project, self-medication. Wow. And so we dropped that in November. No, October. We dropped it October 31st on Halloween. A lot of 2020? Of 2018. 2018. So in these past three years, you've dropped six projects? Yeah. (laughs) And you're still in poetry. Yeah. So how do you balance those two passions? Uh, It's like an eeny, meeny, mo type of thing. (laughs) For real. Do you play rock, paper, scissors it? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) probably in my mind. Um, It just depends on what I'm feeling. Like, when it comes to... My music is really just poetry to a beat. Mm. So, um, I just enjoy making it. So, when I'm really, like, writing heavy, rapping and stuff, I'm like, hey, we're going to do music this time. When I'm focusing on a book, it's, like, poetry. Because I got to do one at a time. If okay. I, if I so try to do both, it's going to be crazy. Really? Yeah. So, which one do you find pulls more energy out of you? They're equally. Really? They're equal. It's like, po- poetry is, like, the beginning of it. Rapping is like the emergence of Z. Because poetry is Zion. Zion. Yes, and, and rapping is Z. Like, I'm two different characters. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh-huh. tell me. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> if you... <laughs> I'm just asking a random question here. This isn't even for the show. I just want to be weird. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So, if you, if you was to get into a fight with <laughs> Z... <laughs> <laughs> if Z and Zion were to get into a fight with each other, right? Uh, who would win? Z. Because Z don't give a fuck. <laughs> Zion's like, Z don't give a fuck. Z, so Zion is sensitive? Yeah, Zion is very reserved. Zion is very, like, kind of scared. Mm-hmm. But Z is just like, we're here. This is your dream. Chase mm-hmm. it. Zion was the academic. We just doing, I was doing what everybody told me to do in my life. And mm-hmm. so when I emerged as Z, it was, I'm taking charge of my life. Right. I'm not following people's, you know, expectations of me anymore. I want to do music. I want to do poetry. I want to live off my art. I don't want to work for nobody. Hmm. That That's that's Z. Zion's like, hey, look, I can teach. I'm smart as hell. You right. Know, I always make money off my brain. So, you know, but that's boring. How do they, how do they complement each other? Zion is logical and Z is very rash. Mm. <laughs> Zion's like, wait, wait. And he's like, no, let's go. Let's so it's like go. you got two of them, one on each shoulder. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that type of effect to mm-hmm. a certain degree. Now there's certain aspects where we're both kind of scared, like with women. But, you know. Mm. Well, I mean, uh, women can be scary sometimes. <laughs> You're telling me. You're telling In me. whatever capacity you interact with them, you know. But, you know, we women, though. We are. We are. And we special. And y'all wouldn't be here without us. <laughs> um... So, your second book. Mm-hmm. So, you're dropping both at the same time? Uh-uh. The book already dropped. Ah. Yeah, the book dropped on uh, Nina Simone's birthday of this year. So, February oh. 21st. So, so, tell me about the book. Um, The book was inspired by... Uh, I was home in Mississippi for my grandmother's birthday party. And I went over to a friend's house and he was watching for Color Girls. And I had never seen that okay. movie. And so, the monologues, it was like, uh, what was it? Whoopi... And Kimberly Elise, yeah. and I was like, bro, these monologues are great. I was like, that's yeah. it, that's the book. Cause I was thinking about my second book, and I'm like, I'm gonna write a love book. I'm a, I'm a disclaimer. I've been running through women like water, <laughs> so that was going to be the title of my second book. 
I'm oh my god! Because I have a whole. I would, when I'm when I'm in love with somebody, I write poetry about them to the point where it's like ad nauseum. It's like the same thing, but just different metaphors. Wow. So that was gonna be my second book, uh, chronicalizing from my last breakup to whenever the book was finished. Right. But then I saw that movie. I was like, no, I gotta write this book for us. Black women need a break. Black, Ooh, black women that. need to be recognized for who we are. Like, we're more than just the strong black woman. We're more than just the Jezebel, the Manny, the Medeas, all of that stuff. Right. We are we are the epitome of greatness. We are, <laughs> we started this. There would be no, no, no you without us. Right. So I was like, that's it. That's the book. And so um, I watched that movie and then I was listening to Nina Simone heavy at the time. I love Nina Simone. So that yeah. helped. And then talking, having conversations with my mother, having conversations with my grandma, because I have I have poems dedicated to my grandmother, my mom, and my auntie, because mm-hmm. I those are the women that are like really prevalent in my life. And then just my own experiences as a young woman, right? And as a young queer woman, like that, those voices never really get heard. Yeah. So I just wanted to do it, and that's what came out of it. How important is it that you have um, so many generations of women in your life that are so supportive of of you? Um, it's great. Because, actually, I come from a line of this. My auntie, Janice Boston, rest in peace, she was a teacher, um, an author. She was a children's book author. Uh, my mother wrote poetry. My grandmother wrote poetry. Oh, so it's so in it's your blood. The women have been writing in yeah. my family. So it just, it just comes naturally. Do you feel like, ooh, I'm getting like goosebumps. It's almost like they, they write the narratives of like your... the your legend like your lineage you yes know? it feels like it feels like i'm just uh really just expressing them through me because mm-hmm. like we go through similar like i have a poem that i wish i remember for this it's called <laughs> the park where i remember uh an instance that my mother told me she had a conversation with my father in the park it was a very intimate you know messed up conversation but it was with her lover that's that's my father right and like maybe a week after we had that conversation i had a conversation with my girlfriend and we were talking about something and like when me and her were talking i thought back to that conversation and i wrote that poem in that moment yeah there's like this alignment like history repeating itself yeah and i was like here we go mom we always in there together yeah yeah um and the 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 seventh album yes sis seven albums how do you find the time to like write that much i don't know girl i'll be writing so you just be like walking down the street writing look i'll be like i'll be like lauren bro i'll just be writing everywhere <laughs> but um that album this is like my most special album in my opinion why um last year as we all know the pandemic jacked yeah. everything up of course so i really had to buckle down and reevaluate myself as a person i was messing up Financially, I was messing up. Spiritually, I was messing up. Relationship-wise, as yeah. we all know. It was just a whole shit show. It was just that. And I had to <laughs> sit down. I was like, I need to, I need to learn from my mistakes. Because mm-hmm. I need to take accountability for my stuff. So um, with that, the, the songs came easy. So I would talk about my relationships. I talked about, you know, uh, just spirituality. Mm-hmm. Talking about religion. Talking about chasing this dream. And I, I've been saying for the past few weeks, you know, the best thing you can do in this life is learn. Right. And if you're not learning, you're stagnant. If you're stagnant, then you, you ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So that's where it all came from. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have a, a 
Weird question. Okay. I have another weird question. Oh, <laughs> so, if you were an alien, what would be the name of your planet? <laughs> what would be the name of my planet? Um, I know this sounds corny, but <laughs> paradise. Because <laughs> we ain't finna be on no, no crazy stuff. We we not humanity is ridiculous. We can shut all of that down. We can call it paradise. Word to logic. If you know, you know. But Ooh, I, would call okay. it, I would call it paradise. Okay. Because I want to create. Uh, we're all the same. Before they put, you know, your name, your parents, and all that stuff, you come out of the womb as a human being with blood in your veins, with brain, and all the other stuff. Yeah. So it's it's everything else that man and society and the media does that separate us. So with paradise, that that would not be an issue because we all human. We all want the same things in this mm. life: to be at peace, to be happy, and to be you know somewhat okay. Greed comes into play when you add all the other stuff: right, greed, selfishness, right. all that other type of stuff. Mm. So that's Ooh. that's my type of thing. Where is my first ticket to Planet Paradise? Hey. I'm on my way. I love it. Yes. Um, I know you got some fire to sip for us. Oh, girl, you should have never <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so I got to wait. <laughs> I got to We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to have a performance from Z. Stay tuned. Growing up, I was the bookworm. I knew everything from Hammurabi to Obama. I was the history channel in human form, but I wasn't ready for this unit of study. See, back in the sixth grade, I learned about the bubonic plague, also known as the Black Death, killing millions of Europeans thanks to no indoor plumbing and dirty rats. I guess they could steal everything else from Africa except for how to wash their behind and dump their stuff properly, but that's besides the point. They say that the Black Death ended in 1353, but it didn't. It manifested into colonialization and slavery, destruction and disease. From Africa to the West Indies, under the covers it laid in Europe, but it found a home right here in America. Festering and bulging over like the boils on Pharaoh's people, my people only saw the promised land with death toll separations inside of me utter lack for humanity my people kept dying physically and mentally trapped in this fear and complacency slavery black code sharecropping jim crow 13th amendment private prison slavery civil war over basic rights reagan nixon clinton's three strikes war on drugs stop and frisk police brutality name and name and name and name and name added to the list black trans women dying and now nigeria <laughs> see i'm a bookworm in every sense of the definition but i'm so tired of reading 
didn't even want to talk about Nigeria, but my friend mentioned it and I told her it struck a nerve. I said it hurts too much. I sometimes have nightmares of Brianna's fate being my own. It's everywhere on my clothes, it's a crosshair. In my apartment, it's a death sentence. My skin feels like venom covering the little hope that I have left. How does it feel to be a problem? The boy says. It feels like a plague, no cure. Only death brings antibodies. I don't want to see it. And I'm so tired of hearing about it because it never ended. Whether it's tax season, the holidays, or whatever falls in between, you want to make sure that you're being smart with your money. So go visit my girl, Queen Candace at the Queen Blueprint to learn how to gain your financial freedom. You could get a personalized debt payoff plan, a full financial overview, and learn to repair your relationship with money. Smarter money moves are waiting for you at www.thequeenblueprint.com or call 877-387-BLUE. Use code JROSE20 for 20% off of all our financial services. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the JROSE Experience. I'm your host, JROSE. I'm here with my next guest today. She is a Tampa-based poet, singer, award-winning writer. Her work speaks on black life, multiculturalism, human rights, women's rights. She's out here doing the damn thing. She's a hometown hero, and I'm so honored to have her here on the show. Please welcome Jamie Dawson. Yeah. What's up? You are like glowing goddess vibes. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Thank it. Thank you, you know, just to welcome you to my city. Oh, you see? She is like, I'm here for the drama too, the dramatics, the theatrics. It's in me. I <laughs> see. You do acting as well, right? Yes. yes. See, the, the rap sheet was long, guys. All right? Let me just tell you. Um, so, I want to dig right into it, right? Yes. Multifaceted, right? Yes. How do you find... How do you decide what you're going to dedicate, what craft you're going to dedicate your time to? Absolutely. Every project speaks to me in a different way, and it's all call and response. So mm. not every stimulation wants a poem. Not every stimulation wants like a movement out of me. So I just go with the flow and whatever it's calling for. I start there, and then slowly kind of incorporate anything else. So then that'll either lead you to dancing or acting. You basically, anything on the stage, you're, you're with it. Yes, absolutely. Like acting is a place for fun, for expressiveness, for dramatics. You know, poetry is kind of where I go to where, you know, I have something to say, you know, the more like art of it. Yeah, like your voice. Yeah, like a response to the world outside around mm -hmm. me. And like the singing is just like my soul. <laughs> my soul. Like, I'm here for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, do you ever feel because you're into so many different things, do you ever feel that there's a time that your creativity is limited or you just don't know which direction you want to go, you feel lost. Yeah, usually whenever I'm working inside a vacuum, when it's just me, it's a little harder to discern, you know, what needs to come out. So I'll just kind of sit with everything, but it's when I started talking to other artists, doing collaborations or um, really listening to, you know, other people where I'm like, oh, I could do something like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump up on the sing. I'm going to jump up on the dance. Yeah. Um, and what are some of the things that you've done, some techniques that you've used to develop your creative style? Repetition. 
repetition, doing it, doing it again, doing it in the presence of people, doing it in the presence of people I've never done it before. Mm. And everything kind of distills itself and becomes like home, like a tonic. Um, <laughs> so over the years, I think poetry right now has the most developed voice out of me. Um, mm. That style, I call it angels on the periphery. Oh wow! Um, it's, a, it goes, it's okay. Everything is just like a poem coming out of her. It it developed just from years with like heard him say when I came up through the youth arts movement. Um, I got to college and I kept writing. I was like, you know, I keep hearing this similar voice. Um, so I decided to give it a name. You know, give it a home yeah. within me and within my pen. Mm -hmm. Now working with youths, how has that affected your your artistry? They always push the envelope. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things that I would speak out about when I was a youth, and those issues kind of, like, become on the mainstream or resolved, so the youth always have, like, a thumb on the underground, mm -hmm. like, issues, like, what's next? What's next yeah. that we're going to talk about? What's next that we're going to fix? Like, we're not going to get complacent. Right. Um, <clears throat> I also saw, I, I read somewhere, I don't know where, that you produced two solo shows. So, please tell me about them. Well, first, before you tell me about each one of them, mm -hmm. um, what was that experience like? What was that process like where you got an opportunity to produce a solo show? Yeah, it's amazing. Working with people who share your vision mm -hmm. and whose sole goal is to work with you right. and try to bring it out of you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is amazing. Right. It's definitely an experience that I think any artist needs to go through whether like you're working on an album or a social just like a larger body of work that's quicker than those that's longer than those quick three minutes right um because then you really find like oh you know i can play mm -hmm. you know like here's what i have to say when i know that i have a platform and i'm the only one who has it you know? right um the tricks that you come up with to keep people's attention um and the truths that that find a home you know because right everything needs like a soft moment too so your first show, what was that show about? That one's called Goddess at Your Feet. Goddess at Your Feet. Yes, that one took the concept of masking um, because there's songs you can talk about something on the mainstream but then also be talking on like a, another level with a double consciousness. Right. So it's a double conscious experience of this girl who goes through a breakup but also is seeing news of Black Lives Matter and has a connection with just black men like in her life. Mm-hmm. It's a roller coaster because um, there's this rectifying of like being dumped, but then there's like oh this loss, and then this did I need you? And in then the first there's this societal loss going on. Yeah, right. It's a lot. So it all like swirls and whirlwinds into each other. What did you do to prepare for these shows? A lot of research into just um, what makes me me, the legacies that I'm standing in um, as a black woman, as a black uh, actor, as a black singer. Um, as someone who loves soul, so Etta James, Nina Simone, and Lauren Hill. I was right. into so much music. Right. I made so many playlists um, because music is one of those things that sends out a call that I respond to. And so I'm like, you know, like, what are what are these feelings and these emotions mm -hmm. that I'm complexly trying to <laughs> get other people to understand? What um the the second show that you did. What was that one about? Who? When I made that one, I was in Wisconsin. Oh. And I was mad homesick. 
I wanted, oh really? Yeah. I what were you doing in Wisconsin? That's where I went to college. Oh, okay, I went to college okay, at okay. University of Wisconsin-Madison. So I was up there for four years with this uh, scholarship program called First Wave Hip-Hop and Urban Arts Learning Community. Wow. Like tuition scholarship. So how, wait, let's, let, let, wait, 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 <laughs> let's bring that back. Let's bring that back. So what advice do you have for anybody out there that's looking to get a scholarship to go to school? Oh, absolutely. Do you. Because you can pursue what you want and, and have someone cover that. Just be excellent at what you do and know your worth and you can... It's so did you have to go through like a whole application process? Yes. Did so um, it's open to anyone in the world, um, mm -hmm. even though it's mostly based in the U.S. We did have people in my cohort from like Alaska, from China. Oh, amazing. Um, other people come from internationally. But it was talking about your passions, your growth as an artist, um... The pillars of the program are arts, academics, and activism. Mm. So you have to speak on yourself in each of those. Well, I see goals. how that speaks directly to <laughs> your, your work. That's exactly what you are passionate about writing about. Yes. And then um, at the end of the day, you get accepted to the university. They review your application for first wave, your portfolio, your artwork, your video submissions. Wow. Um, and they pick like 12 to 16 people. They probably get like thousands of submissions. A lot. <laughs> so how would you call that like a pivotal moment in your journey as a as a writer and even in your academics? Absolutely. Right. Because being in that environment, being um, held accountable for studying, mm -hmm. but also being told you're an artist at the same time, um, is a unique combination that I don't know if a lot of people get to experience. No, you're right. You know, so the university is a R1, D1 university, so I would go in with the mindset, like, yo, I'm an R1, D1 artist. Yeah. Here, you know, like, it's got to be on point. It's got to be A1. It's got to speak to something. Like, if I expect someone to get on the field and, like, win for our homecoming, like, I need to be, like, winning in the studio, winning on the page. It's, right. It's a hustle. It is a hustle. It is a hustle. People don't understand what what is something well about that hustle like what is something about that hustle that you didn't expect but you were able to overcome. I didn't expect to hit so many personal walls because mm. when it comes to making your art, like if you're blocked as a person, your art is gonna reflect it. So there's so much like relationship trauma, environment, like things to just unpack. Right. And so for four years, I was making art, but I also felt like I was just unpacking myself as a person. You know, what's my purpose? How did I end up here? Mm -hmm. Where do I want What to am go? I doing here? Is, yeah. this, is this right for me? I mean, that's that's part of, you know, the journey being, a, a, you know, a young creative um, and just a young adult in general. We, we go through those, whether you're creative or not. A lot of people ask themselves those questions. Um is there someone that you're grateful in in that journey that kind of helped facilitate you through that? Woo! Yes. There are a few professors, a few, like, staff members who would just, like, yeah. give us the space and the voice. Um, Adea Sefa, Chris Walker, who is now the chief um, director of the Division of Arts in Wisconsin, um, and Craig Warner, who is an amazing, phenomenal professor in black arts, in uh, the culture, in 
civil rights movement mm-hmm. and movements in general and the Vietnam War and he gave me so many tidbits that I was able to reflect on and put into my art like he would see me be like you are here I don't know if this place deserves you but Aww. you're here that's very like, beautiful to hear from somebody that you look up to yes do you feel like that's what inspired well that's part of what inspired you to like work with the youth the way you are yes because i know that um i don't know everything yeah but i do know my experiences and if i can use what i know of my experiences to help someone else then that's right. what i'm gonna do right you know i, I always say the a world in which I'm doing okay is a world in which you're doing okay. Like, if, if I can create the world so that Jay Rose is thriving, I know that I'm creating the world in which Jamie is thriving. Right. No, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I'm here. Like, okay, poet. Um, I have a weird question. That's not a weird question, but a fun question. Okay. Um, if you could have lunch with someone from anywhere in history, who would you have lunch with and why? I'm gonna pick Cleopatra. Oh, okay. She took it way back. You know, I'm really getting like dress up. <laughs> She's freaking like, the African queen. Buffet vibes. Yes. And the headpiece and like we will sit there for like two hours while they like etch our little hieroglyph. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> to document this lunch, this yes. ancient lunch. <laughs> They'd be like, "What kind of ritual is this?" I'd be like. Oh my gosh. And why would you pick Cleopatra? What is it about her? Is it the queen vibes? I love mysticism and folklore. And so there are figures that have existed in history, but do we really know them? Mm-hmm. You know? They become stories. And I would just love to like see the person behind yeah. all the, like, the mythology. And I love it. I think I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I know you brought some poetry with you for us, right? Yes. Oh, I cannot wait. Yes, okay, we'll be right back with a performance from Jamie Dawson. I'm so excited I got both my kids' appointments to get their hair done at Shining Star Kid Salon in Brooklyn, New York. The best part is, I get to pick up a couple of my favorite natural hair products like their Fearless Edge Control, ooh, or their Fearless Hair Oil. And these are just some of my favorite products to style my hair with. Head over to ShiningStarKidsalon.com to order from their line of natural products the whole family can enjoy. Or make an appointment if you're in town. Use code JROSE20 at checkout for 20% off your online purchase. Keep growing. is not easily found. 
It is in this season when an innocent tradition started in Poxitawney, Pennsylvania, migrates south and becomes punch a scrawny non-pale skinned failure on February 26th. A groundhog sees a 17-year-old shadow named Trayvon Martin. He started to run, but this hog thought that he was a pig, and so deserts and rainbows spill from the pockets of Trayvon and sprinkle sun showers on my sunshine stay. Bang. Six more weeks of winter. On November 23rd, another groundhog sees a 17-year-old shadow named Jordan Davis outside a gas station, maybe refilling his hopes and dreams while drowning out his fear of these streets with his music. He started to turn it down, but then realized that there's no slowing the tempos of this lost generation, and we don't answer to groundhogs anymore anyways, but I guess this filled it with rage because then, six more weeks of winter, it seems like, Groundhogs are resistant to plagues that periodically wipe out large numbers of wild animals. We have always been treated like nothing but wild animals, and I wish that I could apologize for the actions of my home state, but it's exercising the mind frame of a country. On August 9th, a hog sees an 18-year-old shadow named Mike Brown there was enough time before the six bullets made contact with his unarmed body for his short life to flash before his eyes, but not enough time for us to realize it only takes two fingers to destroy an entire existence, one to pull the trigger, the second to point the finger at the victim and tell him that it was his fault. Bang. Six more weeks of winter. On February 23rd, a Maud Arbery eclipsed the sun. Caught in his penumbra, frightened groundhogs could not see that he was celestial body, only saw the shadow. The weather in Glen County, Georgia, teeters between 42 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's no wonder that these hogs thought that they were on the brink of spring. Tried to citizens arrest all the parts of him still under construction. Who knows how wonderfully he could have been made. Bang. Six more weeks of winter. Groundhog. Shooting shadow does not lift an everlasting veil of oppression. See with your own eyes beyond your snow, as white as blood. We wait for a day in which the equinox will come, when day and night greet each other in equivalence, but until then, you would think that every day is a groundhog's day. But it isn't. There is a little groundhog sleeping in the ground, and countless victims all around. If he sees a shadow, 
weeks of winter cuts, he won't The Rose Garden Events is an arts and entertainment agency that cultivates creative growth. By curating open mics, talk shows, pop-ups, and retreats, we provide a platform for aspiring poets, musicians, visual artists, entrepreneurs, and more. We're excited to announce our new social media management and brand coaching services. That's right, you can now hand over the social media wheel, or we can guide you as you do it on your own. This is the one-stop shop where creativity is always blooming. For more info, visit us online at therosegardenevents.com. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The Rose Garden Events. Keep growing. This segment is brought to you by The Rose Garden Events. All right, welcome back to the Dealers Experience. I am still your host, Jay Rose. Yes, it has not changed. I have my guests back here on set with me. We're going to have a little group discussion, and then we're going to have a little fun a little bit later. Um, but right now, let's get let's dig into some, like, deep stuff, all right? Let's get into our, our feelings, little wusa. We can do that. We're poets. All right? We poets, all right? We sensitive about our shit. Um, <laughs> but what we're going to talk about is trauma. Trauma and how it's impacted our artistry. A lot of times, especially as poets and writers, even musicians... Uh, trauma is really a trigger for us to create, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you can look at it from so many different lenses. It could be like the gift and the curse. Mm -hmm. So yes. for you guys, how do you think trauma has impacted your the way you, you produce your work? Yes. I would say, um, for one, like being an artist, to me, like as a vessel, like I'm supposed to be, you know, unblocked able to channel and things and so if trauma comes to my life or if there's like trauma that's underneath the surface that affects how deep i can go mm. you know because there's still like dirt there yeah it's like clogging up the it's clogged yeah yeah right so so trauma impacts my life you know mm -hmm. first as a person and then can impact um and impact uh, my artistry but I think where it really impacts my artistry is, is not so much like the trauma, but recognizing trauma's there to then like do better mm. and to heal, you know? Because I, I create to heal, to be whole, but there is no healing or being whole if there was nothing there in the first place. Yeah. There's any like rupture. Because, you know, like what Z, Z likes to talk about, it's we all good. We come born into this world. Like, how we come into the world? Exactly how we supposed to be. That's it. That's it. We <laughs> it just it. <laughs> then, we add, then we add all that other stuff up in there. <laughs> and then we add all that other stuff up in there. You know, right. That's that part. You right. Know? So that's that the, part. That's the artistry to me, to get rid of all that other I like stuff. That. That look at that combo. Combo, that's a poem right there. We done made a whole poem right there. You ain't even know. Catch it. Did you catch it? I hope you did. <laughs> See? I feel like the southern grandma. It's alright. We here for it. But um, trauma, as far as artistry, it does feel like a gift and a curse because I've had moments where I don't want to write because all I'm writing about is trauma right. at the moment. And it could be relationships. It could be family. It could be school. It could be finances. It could be whatever. And I'd be like, ugh, I don't want to write. Yeah, Especially 
with us being black people seeing what's going on in this country and it's like I don't want to see that shit all the time. I don't mm-hmm. want to write about that shit all the time. I'm tired of writing, you know, about black lives matter. I'm tired of mm-hmm. having to tell people why black lives matter. Nigga, yeah. you wouldn't be here without me, bro. Mm-hmm. Like Or that poem that always starts where the, the the poet is like, I wrote this poem a couple years ago but it's still relevant. Yeah. And you're just and like, like bro, here we go. And trauma. Like, not to not to diss nothing or nobody, but it's like Trauma feeds the community to a certain degree and it just it festers and it's like mm-hmm. but like she said it it um it helps you because it allows you to see okay what you really need to get over Zion. Right. What you what you need to do. Right. But sometimes you need a break from it. So it's a it's a gift and it's a curse and it is also a way for you to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I've had so many I can't tell you how many times somebody random that came to me after a poem I did like man I went through the same thing so many years ago and seeing you perform that helped me realize what I need to do like just people you would never expect mm-hmm. to even yeah. to even fool with your and stuff like how how does that impact you when you feel like seen and heard it feels great <laughs> it feels wonderful because I. I am a black lesbian woman. My story is always trying to get, you know, people are trying to mute my always story. Always silence, right? So it's like to, to hear somebody who may not come from that background relate, that, that lets me know how the human connection is is beautiful. And we fail to realize that. Like, don't just look at the labels. Don't just look at the past, the present, whatever. Just look at the humanity in all of us. Mm. And the poetry brings that together. Absolutely. I love to see the God in everybody. Amen. And it's like, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to try to see... God through you, mm. and then also recognize that you're a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. So like I'm looking at you, but I'm looking at me. Mm. I'm looking at you, but I'm looking at me. Yeah, because we all connected. Is that energy? What are some of the things that outside of writing that you guys have done to cope with trauma? Time, classes, knowing that like there are other people who sometimes go through the same thing at the same time, or like you're all moved to try to like be better at the same time and it's okay to join a group. Mm-hmm. It's okay to join a class. It's okay to do something different that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. So outside of writing, you know, um, trauma exists and lives in our body. Yeah. So what if I, you know, do some yoga? What yeah, if I, movement. Yeah, join like physical therapy. What if I, you know, just unlock in different ways? Mm. My body don't be in like that. <laughs> so to deal with trauma besides writing, um, for me is music. I, I feel like there's a song for every situation. So mm. I go, I be digging through the crates. And you to, just start listening to just start listening to music. And um, yeah. also yeah. meditation has helped a lot too. Right. Oh, meditation. Yes. Yeah. Med- yeah I, I'm. I <laughs> see. I feel like I just be too. Oh, girl. Like, I, distracted. The, the like, my mind. ADD kicks in. The monkey mind. Oh, well. I, that's what it's called, for real. That's what they be saying. Little gurus be calling it the monkey mind. But I started meditating heavy last year. Last, like, last October. I started talking. These girls, man. Sometimes they, sometimes they help. Sometimes they These help. girls be having you <laughs> meditating. They're trying to, like... Look, she pulled an Erica Badu on me, bruh. But, uh, so, this girl I was talking to, she was, like, heavy into it. And we're still friends, but, like, 
She's like, you need to meditate. Right. You don't, you don't meditate. You just work, 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 and do, do, do. She's like, sit down and meditate. Go, go listen to some affirmations and meditate. So I found, yes. I found these affirmations on Spotify, and it was like for the chakras. Mm-hmm. And so I started at the root. And, and everything that the lady was saying on the affirmation, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel balanced. I feel shaky. Yeah, I you, feel anxious. She I was talking right to you. Yeah. <laughs> and so meditation is not always sitting there doing hum. You ain't got to do that. You can literally be in your car, turn the radio off, and just sit there. and just Oh, let so your... I definitely meditated. Yeah, you, you <laughs> meditate all the time. Like when you're just sitting there you in, know, silence, in and... silence and being, and not thinking about what you got to do or who you got to pick up or how much money you got in your account. When you just sit there and be like, just t- talk to me, universe. Yeah. Just talk to me. I've had experiences where I can feel the energy coming in mm-hmm. into me. And it's like trying to tell me like, hey, you, you need to slow down. You need right. to chill out. You, yeah. Or like, you're doing good. Right. Yeah. So, God as well. They all, they all work together. I'd be like, God, you protected me. Universe, double that protection. Right. So, make it a double. Make it a double. <laughs> so, What's one of your most healing pieces about? Ooh. <laughs> I would say that for me, like, a lot of my pieces, I try to make a prayer. Like, mm. I try to make a meditation in a way. And so it'll come down to the perspective of it, mm-hmm. the breath, the spirit that lives in it. So one of my most healing pieces is the one that I share. Mm. And... It, it is because it's a prayer, you know, it's a meditation, it's an invitation to bring people in, to bring their spirits in, for them to forget everything else that they know about the situation and try to just exist in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I would say when you make room is when you're able to invite healing. Right. In. Absolutely. You got to make room for it. And accept it. Sometimes healing doesn't feel like healing when it's happening mm-hmm. you know healing yo hurts yo like love hurts so does healing healing hurts feel man. like me like what is this like, it's a thorn on your side yeah. bro man right but it's worth it it is it's rupture and repair mm. you know rupture and repair so at the end it's of the like day a cycle yeah you're stronger for it too mm-hmm. i agree mm-hmm. but it hurts look at y'all dropping these gems look at that any advice that you have um, for people that are that trauma is affecting the way they create? Um, I tell my friends that I've had this conversation with before, sit down. Don't try to force it. Because your life ends up being your words. Mm-hmm. So I've had friends tell me, like, man, see, I've just been feeling blocked. And most of them, you know, rappers, they're like, man, I can't write nothing. I can't find a lead. And it's like, just breathe, man. You are in no rush. Your dream, your journey is up to you. Mm-hmm. So don't try to force it to come out. Because when yeah. you try to force it, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's repetitive, you know? Yeah. So just let let life teach you something. Mm-hmm. So just just <laughs> let life. Just Zion let life. The way. That's right. Ew, okay. <laughs> <Zion>. <laughs> people what you're going through because chances are somebody in the vicinity to been through it too we just had that about to go through it Look, right you know and you never like in, in sharing those experiences with each other i feel like we can enrich we can protect ourselves we can arm ourselves we can look out for each other just by 
understanding what we're going through and not trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. and all the time too, like you don't know everything. So it might be somebody who right. you know got the tools and they yeah, toolkit. And some resources. Yeah, the resources mm-hmm. that are gonna help you. Absolutely. Speak up. Yes. <sighs> These young queens out here just dropping gems. Are y'all ready to play a game? Oh, snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> yeah, she said, oh, snap, crackle, pop. Go time. Oh, we. All right. Lord. It's time for Off the Top, our creative segment, Ooh. where we get to play a random game. And let me tell you, these queens are risk takers. They out here just playing Russian roulette. Would you do the honors? Oh, Yeah, I agree. Again. I agree. J Rose mixtape. <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll be right back with J Rose mixtape on off the top. Nine one one is your emergency police fire or rescue. Please, I need your help. I don't care. You need to leave. Get out. He said he's gonna kill five people. His anger is is out of control. And wouldn't you want to be there for him? Hold on, ma'am. Are you safe? When is the initial start date? We'll give you a call. When are you going to grow up and start acting like an adult? He's crazy! Sometimes you've got to celebrate that life sucks. This segment is brought to you by Gent and Scholar. Alright guys, welcome back. Are you ready to play? Yes. Excited. All right. You better go into that like library of music. Tap into it. Let's go. Let's go. Crazy stuff. Good. All right. All right. (laughs) Crazy songs. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to read out a scenario to you guys, and you are each going to give me a song that best fits that scenario. Okay. All right. Ready? Yes. All right. You just won $60 million in the lottery. What song plays as you go pick up your check? Oh, that one song is like, win, 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 win. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is win, win. Oh, J-Rock? Yeah. yeah. Like oh. I like that one. Uh, what's that song by Kendrick? Uh, oh, bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you both don't me about nothing. Don't ask me for no check. Don't ask me for nothing. I got my money. All right, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, what song plays every time you think of your grandma? Blessed and highly favored by the Clark. Every <laughs> time, take it to church. Look, she a, a Bible scholar. <laughs> Like, okay, it's not even a song, but just those like ambient meditation sounds. <laughs> what your grandma be doing? She, no, said, she look, said it's not even a song. No, look, you see, you come from like right, like my grandmother is like a painter, crystal all around. The oh, house. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fit. see, that fit. You right, Granny out here for the spirituals. I'm here for it. Yes, all right. What song sums up your adolescence? Who? sums up adolescence. Something Avril Lavigne. Oh, okay. Skater boy. Skater boy. What's 
was my adolescence. Mm. I like that song. Ooh. I'm singing in my head. Mister Misery Business by Paramore. <laughs> what? Yes. Can you sing it? Uh, I know the I know the the, the musical. I play that young guitar hero. That was my life. Guitar hero. Guitar hero was my life, man. I love it. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I don't play guitar hero. I'm gonna have to get into it. All right. What song would you flash mob to as a way to impress a first date? You you a dancer? I'm waiting for her to be like. Oh dance. <laughs> Z like, be like. I'm Rolodexing right now. It's definitely something Bruno Mars because it's just <laughs> excellent flash mob music. Something okay. Let's see. Narrow down. Do ups and hooligans. Do ups and hooligans. I do. I do oh, like no. that album. Yeah. Oh, no. What's the other one? What's that song on the album? Um. Don't believe me. Just watch. Uh. Yeah. I don't. I can't sing. Sorry, Maybe like beautiful girls. Ooh, beautiful girls. Ooh, beautiful girls. Nah, I, gotta pick I like that. I like that. Mm, flash mob first date. I'm finna just do the soul for Breakfast Club. No, shoot. <laughs> 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 I forgot the name of the song. I'm just going, yeah, I got you. It's the first date. I got you. Oh, Everyone else is flash mobbing. And then Z just come out of the fist. <laughs> the fist. Look, I'm not going dance. Okay. Um, what's the best song for a woman's rights march? Oh, ooh, ooh, that Django Jane by Janelle Monae. Mm. Yes. Can you sing it? Oh, no. <laughs> See, now you try to catch it. Stupid. I tried, I tried. You tried. Future is female. Uh, I would just play for women, but like you just know. Ooh. That's like a really weird, like, march, you know? It's gonna have to have a real, I would do like. What's that song? Who runs the world? Girls. Oh, Beyonce. Yeah. Some Beyonce up in there. Yeah. Nice. All right. What is the best Monday morning work song? Um, Am I trying to work? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to go back to bed. Uh, So for you, it'd be that song. What's that song? The Lazy Day song? Yeah. The Lazy Song. Yeah, The Lazy Song. Some, I don't know if y'all listen to him, but it's Larry June, mm. and he got he's a rapper, uh, and I would play "Still Going" by Larry June. Okay, so that keeps me motivated because I don't be wanting to work. Listen, and then Monday mornings, those are rough sometimes. Okay, what is the saddest song known to all of men? It's too many to name. Oh my gosh! Okay, one song that makes me cry. All the time. I feel like she's crying already. Her Heart by Anthony Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But like it's, it's kind of like a redemption song, but just like, oh. Like the whole the, situation. Yeah, the situation. That's like, like yeah. for me, that's the um the one where, um is it Bruno Mars? Where he sings about how she don't want to dance with him no more. Oh, yeah. uh, When I Was Your when Man. When I Was Your Man. Yes. That song, I be feeling so bad for him. I'd be like, you should have, you fucked up. You should have danced, bro. It's just, it's just a little too. You should have just danced with her. Just danced with her. Anyway, 
I'm getting. I'm taking it personal now. Um, I would have to say "Sunshine" by Flo Tree. Mmm. I love them. Yes, I wish they would have stayed together. Ugh. Listen, that's a sad moment right there. That was a sad moment in history. Oh, was that fun? I'm gonna. I'm, I gotta fun. make my J Rose mixtape playlist. Can can somebody hold me accountable? Cause I. I'll be like, where my playlist set, Jay? <laughs> I need my jams. <laughs> I need my jams. Yes. Um, I do have one more question that I ask every single guest. Um, because I have this belief that creative people are superhumans. We're like not of this world. We do things. We create magic. Other people can't understand why and how we do the things that we do. Mm -hmm. So what is your superpower? Oh, um, my superpower is finding humor in any situation. Mm. I love to laugh. Man, I'm a jokester, as y'all know right yes. now. But yeah, finding humor because laughter brings joy, and I love yeah. feeling joyful. Mm. So yeah, that's my superpower. I like that. And you do light up a room with your with your humor. It's amazing. Thank you. experience first I like that one um thank you ladies for joining me and to sharing your amazing art sharing insight on everything that we talked about today <clears throat> I know the audience loved y'all but before we say goodbye can you please let them know where they can find you okay okay I'm going to get art <laughs> <laughs> you can find me Z-E-E-T-H-A-N-O-M-A-D. Z the Nomad. You gotta I misspelled it because I'm a rapper. But um yeah, you can follow me there. I have all my stuff on there, poetry, comedy, music, all types of stuff. And that's all I really use. I'm not a Twitter person, I'm not a Facebook person, except for my actual family. Don't follow me if you not family. <laughs> don't <laughs> not, follow me if you ain't family. I only use Facebook for birthdays, so I don't need an extra birthday to try to remember. <laughs> so no oh, Instagram, Z E E T H A N O M A D. No Mad Game. Go ahead. Yo. Hey y'all, I'm Jamie Dawson. You can find me Jamie Dawson most places and Dawson the Artist. At Dawson the Artist on Instagram or Dawson the Artist. Oh, she put a boom.com on that bitch, okay? Yeah. I'm here for that, sis. All right. Well, you guys already know, but in case you don't, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube at the Rose Garden Events. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at jroseexperience, and you can follow me as your host at mycrumblethoughts. Make sure you follow, share, comment, show the love. Let these artists know how dope they are because we need to hear that. And of course, like always, keep going, guys.